Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's going on, everybody? I hope everyone is having a fantastic start to their day. I'm here with my main man, the Stu Cast. We're going to talk some Canes football, potential head coaching candidates, state of the program. Where do we go from here? And it was an interesting day of college football yesterday. Very excited to hear what us, the Stu Cast has to say moving forward. Um, the state of Clemson football is a big question mark for next season. They're in a shootout with Boston College. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin once again hypes up his program and falls extremely short to the Alabama Crimson side. Is it a one-team college football? There's a lot of questions to be asked on this show, so let's get into it. Stu, thank you again for your time. Always, Paul. It's fantastic to be on here. And Yeah, I've been watching you all week because your your shows uh, with Ross, and shout out to Ross, uh, they've been electric, to say the least. Hey, greatly appreciate the kind words, Stu. You're you're a lot nicer than some people in the comment section, so thank you. Well, some people are in their feelings right now. I get it. I I greatly appreciate the heavy majority that are supporting us. It's it's a very, very large group of followers that do support us and like one or two people who don't, so heavy majority over minority well that's the right ratio to have but you know speaking of the minority fan support for manny diaz who i'm mind boggled by like i said if they're handling my portfolio do not even touch it i i'm I'm done with you if you're a stock broker you're not don't even speak to me if you're gonna uh you're a real estate agent i don't want to even hear your opinion on what's the best investment to buy (laughs) get away from me i don't see eye to eye with anyone who supports Manny Diaz. Stu, are you still on the Manny Diaz train? Well, I, uh, first off, I don't think I was ever on the train. I had real big misgivings about him being a DC, him as a coach overall. Well, I was on the train of, look, Miami's had four head coaches in the past 10 years. You need to have some type of continuity for more than three years. Like you need to give a coach four or five years to like fully see a program develop. Right. Um, I, I I'll start by saying I, I completely will give you this uh, player development across the board. Uh, it's lacking. It's, it's severely lacking. You, you know, 
you got to take those three stars, turn them into a four star. You got to take the fours, turn them into fives, and the fives need to be legit game changers, right? You, we're not seeing enough of that. Uh, best players are coming from the transfer portal, which should only, for a program like Miami, should really only be supplementing like, oh, we have a gap here because we didn't get the recruits we wanted at this specific position. We're going to go grab somebody that can help us there, plug a gap so we can refill it in recruiting, right? Right. I think the scheme is – I think the scheme is – it's crazy. I don't know what Rhett Lashley does in the first quarter. Um, and I, I don't know that they're making really any defensive changes that are worthwhile. Defensively, if your team starts getting up, you start scoring, especially in the Michigan State game, and Manny's just kind of like throwing stuff against the wall to see what works. Oh, we're going to play the run to stop the run. Uh, oh, that's not working. Well, then we're going to blitz. Oh, that's not working. Well, you know, ah, shucks. And it, it's that kind of like just lost in the woods. It, I mean, really, at times, this Miami coaching staff looks like uh, a drunk guy chasing a hat in a windstorm. That's what they look like, right? So that's, that's a little bit, uh, you know, befuddling, especially considering how, you know, smart they look last year. And really, you got players that, you know, I, I, I really don't like to say this, but it's true. Derek King is what, 70% of what he was last year? I think you see it with Michael Penix, who just got knocked out again last night against Penn State. These ACL injuries for, for a mobile quarterback are like, you know, hey, maybe we should start looking at wide receiver for you for the future kind of things. You know what I mean? I, when when the whole offense is predicated on De'Ara King being mobile, being in there, being able to throw the ball, it's not happening. And another thing, and I, this puts the cherry on top, is you're starting to see you brought up the Tyler Van Dyke family photo after a, a touchdown. Stupid right. penalties. I don't know what Williams was doing after that. That That's just an unlucky play, right? Ball gets popped up in the air. Unlucky, right? It's not that he had bad position or whatever. Guy catches it. He stands up, and right in front of the referee, he's trying to jack him up. Like what just undisciplined, bad holding calls, bad penalties in the red zone, bad penalties when you're trying to move the ball, negating big plays, just silly stuff. And that is, you know, coming from head down. So I'll grant you all that. But if if Miami fans really want him out, you gotta start, you gotta do it smart. And, and there's ways to do it smart and there's ways to do it dumb. By the time this airs, Paul, I mean, hell, what do you think the chances Manny still has a job? Because, you know, you read some of the rumor in Indian and you'll end up, and it's like it's 50-50 if he's the head coach Monday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not expecting Manny Diaz to finish out the season. I would be in shock if he does. You. I saw his facial reaction. Everyone did after the UVA loss. It looks like a dead man walking. You're torturing him right now. If you just keep him as a head coach, there's no point of keeping him within the program. He has uh, there is, fan base. there is a point. 
What's the point? If you bring in an interim head coach, you give them energy, just like when they fired Al Golden. Larry Scott takes over, they go three and one. You still have a shot at the Coastal. Put in an interim head coach. Best case scenario, you're competing for the Coastal with new energy, a team that wants to fight for their new interim head coach. Look, look at What's what the Texas point of just did. keeping him. Look at what Texas did. Hey, Todd Hermans, you're our guy. You're our guy. You're our guy. Hey, come in for a meeting, bullet in the brains. Hey, Sark, why don't you come right on in? Right? It was bang, bang, same day. Same freaking day. Goodbye, Todd uh, or Tom. Hello, hello, Steve. That's that's what a true transition has to look like. Now, the back channeling that happened before that was months, months and months of back channeling and setting things up. You do not want to be in USC's position right now where Clay Helton's fired. They got an interim head coach who you know is going to not be there at the end of next year. You have a staff that is more than likely not going to be there next year, and they're looking to make a hire, right? Keep Manny there, back channel, and just go find somebody. You have three, four months, realistically, to well, realistically, three, three months, find somebody, set up a deal. Right? Well, I want Miami and, to be patient. I want. I, I think. I think if you fire Manny now, it makes everybody happier, and then you can go. Well, we we this season's lost. Right. Well, if this season's lost, this recruiting class is lost. Next year's recruiting class is lost. And I think if you keep Manny on, he plays through the season. Hey, maybe this team does win enough games to get to a bowl game, right? I I, I don't. I still can. You know, imagine them getting the six wins, seven wins. It's possible. You know, Deere comes back healthy. There's winnable games in there. I, I don't think there's. I, I don't think any anybody in the coastal is not beatable, especially for Miami because they still have talent. Right? We're not talking about Akron. We're not talking about UConn. It's Miami. Keep them on for the rest of the season. It's not going to hurt, and all it can do is help. I, you know, I want him gone now. There were some assistant coaches on Twitter talking something about, you know, someone being fake, something snakes don't slither nowadays, they walk. So I don't know what's going on. That's very interesting. Um, I think change is happening within the program. I don't know if it's Manny. I don't know if it's assistant assistant coaches, but change is happening. So we're going to find out a lot more come Monday. Stu, state of Miami program, it's in a disarray. Manny Diaz is not going to be the guy at Miami. He's not going to he's not going to get another year. Who should be the next head coach at the University of Miami? Well, you know, I, I was watching your show, like I said earlier, and I mean, I I, I was trying to troll you. I, I texted you over the weekend. Why, why not ask Saban, right? Let's call up Belichick, see if he wants to come to college, right? Because to a certain extent, we can talk about Mark Stoops. We can talk about Sam Pittman and Lane Kiffin and Mario. And we can talk about anybody. Hell, we, we can talk about Urban Meyer, right? Right. What I, what I think Miami fan base, what I love about them is that they're brutally honest about their program. 
I will tell you, Miami fans are brutally honest, and that's great. That's that's the type of fan base that eventually succeeds and excels because when it's right, it's right, and everybody's on board rowing the boat. Shout out P.J. Fleck. When it's not right, they're going to call for it. Hey, this needs to change. We have high expectations. This will not stand. However, you guys eat your own. You guys, you guys just are brutal when it's bad. And uh, so you got a coach. You got to find a coach who wants to walk in four coaches in 10 years. You got an athletic department that doesn't fully support the football team and the school doesn't fully support the athletic department. You, you've got a recruiting hotbed that is being, I mean, you're in a dogfight every day against Alabama, Ohio State, Florida, etc. And you've got these high expectations from a group that, you know, really expects 2001 results when really, you know, it's 2021. It was 20 years ago. You know, go it, Miami's program right now, go take a look at Tennessee. Go take a look at Michigan. Go take a look at, uh, you know, Texas, USC. Same group. Say it's it's like Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn's Finkel. That's what I see. Now, who I who I target? I think realistically, you got to find somebody that's a good talent evaluator that's looking to move, make a move up that won't cost eight hundred million dollars, <laughs> right? Who is that? <laughs> uh, for me, it's Billy Napier at uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Agreed. Raging Cajuns. Yeah. A guy who's built a program, a guy who's a good talent evaluator, pedigree second to none, uh, worked under the Saban coaching tree, knows how to recruit in the South, and he's a fresh face. I don't, I don't believe he has any ties to Miami. I, I'm, uh, this idea and infatuation that we need to hire a Miami man or a Michigan man or a USC man. It, it's bad. It's it's old hat. It's it, it's because you're going to get a guy walking in and he's going to try and make it a thing. And, and and I think Miami just needs a new look, a fresh coat of paint. And that's the kind of guy I, he would be number one on my list. I think you should call Bill O'Brien. He's a guy that's been proven that he can build a program. We need program builders. We need to start new because there's too much nonsense going on right now. And we need, we need really the school to get behind the team. Right. Right. No, That's need, a big part of it too. You need stability. You need a coach who has a track record of winning. Yeah. Uh, you need, And and here's the other thing too. And like, I know it's great to talk about, you know, a Sam Pittman and a Mark Stoop. I know it's fun to talk about these. Miami has a job right now when you take everything in totality and look at it, right. it's not the sexiest job where it, it, it's, it's not what it was 15 years ago. Right. When Randy Shannon took over from Coker, it's not that it, it's, it's a good job. It's got a brand, it's got an identity, but there's a lot of work to be done. It's not, you know, step in. And those guys are building something. Arkansas is building something. Kentucky's building something. Why are you going to jump that to go start a rebuild somewhere else? How about Brett Venables? 
you think he um, wants to leave Clemson? You know, you, the you, times? Could, you could make the call. You, I, you can make the call. I don't know how much I really want Brent Venables. I don't know. I don't know that I want somebody that was, uh, you know, got a coordinator. I, I need somebody who knows how to build a program. That's what I want. I mean, yes, it's a good name and he's a good defensive coordinator. I, I'm not I'm not rolling a dice because right now Miami's at a crossroads, right? You got Florida down. Dan Mullins is going to jump that ship any day now. Florida State. Mike Norvell, it looks like a mess up there. Miami's got, if you make the right hire, you do the right things. In college football today, it's not, you don't have to wait three, four years to see if you're good again. Look at Rutgers. Look at Michigan State. You can utilize the transfer portal. You can be aggressive. You can make good hires. And you can get a good team. You can make, you can fully remake a program in, a year. You need to make a right hire. You need to do it with somebody that, who has a track record. Okay, so question. Who do you think USC hires? Because that's going to be a domino effect. That's going to be the shuffling where, okay, this guy's open, that guy's not open. That's going to say a lot moving forward. Well, you know, look, I, I know that USC has called Sarkeesian. I know they've called Bill O'Brien. Uh, I imagine they're going to call or talk to a lot of the same people that Miami would, right? Luke uh, uh, yeah, Luke Fickle's not going to Miami, by the way. Uh, that's Luke Fickle. Took his I'd be shocked. Luke Fickle is going to Miami. It's okay. because of energy. Yes, I, I'd be positive. absolutely shocked. He's. <laughs> I, I think he's a guy that's just holding out, waiting for a second opportunity at Ohio State. That's what... Good point. Good point. That's everything that I've heard because he's turned down USC and he's turned down Michigan State. And maybe he's already accepted the USC job and he's just not telling anybody. I think they want Urban Meyer. I think they want to. Well, that's where I thought Urban should have went in the first yeah, place. I agree. I agree. I don't. I always thought that NFL head coaching job was, was bad. Yeah. Well, you know, Urban's got bigger problems today. <laughs> Why was it released today? Why was that released? I have no idea, but, uh, you know. You think maybe, like, his wife doesn't care. They've been married for 40 years. What are they going to do? He well, if you've seen the picture, if you've he seen the picture. on a chair and grabbed her by the ass. That's it. I mean. No, no, that was his quarterback. He was just, I thought it was nice he took his quarterback out to the pub. That's all. <laughs> maybe his wife doesn't care. I don't know. So, you know, it's care. I mean, I honestly don't care. He can do whatever he wants. Maybe his wife's on the same. It's tough. It's a tough. That's a tough look. That's a, he, he is. He's not cut out for the NFL. And, you know, it, it is what it is. It's he, he he's a great college coach. Sometimes you just need to be a great college coach. OK, so Stu, how, OK, I've had a lot of Canes fans and this head coach has been interested in the job for a while. Mark Stoops, is that out the door right now? After yeah, the- it's at the door because, look, w- w- what are you building at Kentucky? They they just had a big, huge win against Florida. They haven't beat Florida at home since 86. Yep. In our lifetimes, Paul, we've never seen that. 
Never. You look at what he's doing recruiting. He's winning with kids from Ohio, Michigan, you know, Indiana, Illinois. I mean, he's setting up Kentucky to be a just a stalwart in the SECs. This is not, you know, Jared Lorenzen's having a great year or Tim Couch had a great year. This is routinely happening. I, I think he's going to be at Kentucky. And another big thing, he doesn't have to worry about boosters. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, these expectations. Everybody's just happy he's winning. You want to come down to Miami where, you know, hey, if you don't win eight games this year, we're going to have a chat. So why so, would you want that? I mean, look, I agree. Kentucky was sold out packed. That that stadium looked electrifying when they played for Florida. I mean, Miami against UVA had like 30K. Obviously, the program's dead. It has no pulse, so I don't want people to go, but – fan attendance there's no hostile environment unless you're playing notre dame or florida state so Stu, you said bill o'brien's contacted by usc right now if you're miami who are your three names to contact and then hire one of them uh napier o'brien and uh, the third name would be tough because i know jamie chadwell's out there but I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on Jamie Chadwell as a head coach. Yeah, I don't like that one. It, the Coastal Carolina, I think some some coach. I mean, that's that's just a it could be very fabricated that you way. You know, I I I thought you made a great point, and I don't know that. I mean, it's an outside shot. I, I guess Dave Aranda makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, I think look Baylor to Miami. I, I think I don't think Baylor cares as much for football compared. Oh, to- oh, oh, that is incorrect. Baylor I don't. Is, there's big money in that program. I mean, big I money. I I don't know if they want to keep if they want to match Miami. I mean, look, I would yeah, go they, after it, Dave Aranda. They, hey, look, I hate to tell you this, their war chest is bigger than yours. You can make the call and say, hey, you can come play in my – because Baylor's going to be in the AAC, right? They're so, going to the AAC? That's official? Or no, no, they're they're going to be in the Big – excuse me. Oh. They're going to be in the Big 12, but, you know, uh, what is it? Cincinnati's coming in, and it's, it's going to be a less-than conference. So may, maybe that is a thing. Maybe you want to – you know, that that's an impediment that I, you can't really get around. Yeah. Uh, sorry for misspeaking there. But yeah, I, I guess you make the phone call. I mean, look, I call Brett Bengals, call Billy Napier, call Dave Aranda. And my my thing with my thing with question. Dave though, my thing with Dave though, uh is he's he's been a coordinator, he's now a head coach. He doesn't really have a huge track record of it. However, I think he understands X's and O's. He's a good I, I think you get that. I think he's worth a roll of the dice. He's the it, best it, defensive coordinator in football. I I don't know about that. He's a I, very good defensive coordinator. I mean, he's a good defensive coordinator. Uh, top five. Uh, I, I, I don't even know. I, I'll, get, I'll give you top ten. All right. He was the highest paid at one point. Hey, look, highest paid and results are two different things. I think, look, 
it's just even those names i don't i think billy napier would take the job but i don't know if bill o'brien would take this job i don't know if dave aranda would take this job brett venables would he take this you know it's like one of those things like there has to be someone who like slips through the cracks from the nfl that miami takes you know there has to be one person I mean, yeah, sure. There there could always be that NFL guy that you bring in. You're not getting Joe Brady. Well, he's okay, 31. But, I mean, that's a that's riskier than Dave Aranda, in my opinion. I, I, I just Joe Brady jumped from LSU where he could have stayed in the college ranks, then the OC, and eventually done that track where, okay, I get to pick whatever college I want to go coach at. He could have done that, right? right? He didn't. He wanted to go to Carolina and go back to the NFL. Okay. You're not getting Joe Brady. You could get a guy from the NFL. What you, about? You could. You, okay. So you got this guy, Chris Peterson, just not doing anything. Bob Stoops, not doing anything. I mean, is there a coach right now? Now, besides those two names, is there a coach right now that's not doing anything that maybe wants to coach again? Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I wouldn't want either of them. Why not Bob Stoops? I, I mean, when's, when's the last time Bob coached? What, was 2020 it was for like an XFL team. Oh, don't. Okay. Don't give me XFL. What, what's his last college coaching season? Uh, probably like 2016, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's. I don't think that's even close to being viable. Cause that would be fun. That would be fun to watch him here in Miami. It'd be super interesting. I would I would love that. How many jobs ha- have come open in the past four or five years that... Florida State you know, was a job that I'm, really wanted. I'm sure they Florida State that. wanted him. I know Florida... From what I remember, Florida State was close to getting him to come back. Yeah. Well, the, he wanted like $7 million, I think, and they were willing to pay him. Well, I think what came down to it is he just decided he didn't want to coach is what I had heard. I mean, it's Tallahassee, too. That's a job you stay there for like 20 years. You don't stay there for three years and you want to say you leave, you know? Well, I think that's changing. But uh, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Bob Stoops idea. I I think you want somebody who has some vibrancy. You want somebody who who understands current college football landscape. Uh, Chris Peterson did a great job in Washington, uh, being the head coach at Washington and being the head coach of Miami are two separate and different entities. Um, so I, I, you know, I probably would shy away and, and lean towards somebody who's actually got their finger on the pulse of what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like we mentioned Billy Napier. Okay. I think that's one firm option. Bill O'Brien, does he even want the Miami job? I think that's going to be interesting. I, I think he wants to co- be a head coach again. I just don't think it's Miami. And then who's your third option? That's, you know, I mean, you have one option, and then everything else is a question mark. Who wants this job? You're well, going to have to a, look for a G5 school. Here's a real question, Paul. Oh, who, who's, who at Miami is going to pull out the pocketbook and write a check and go be competitive? From personal experience, Michigan State, D'Antonio leaves. We we had Fickle almost committed to come in. Well, yeah, you got Mel Tucker in one year from Colorado. But but guess what? We had to pay five and a half. We had to give him a million to fill out his 
uh, or six million, I think, to fill out his coaching staff. Six million. Yeah. Right. Paying million dollar coordinators. Right. You you give him. Oh, we're going to put forty million, fifty million into the football facilities program. We're, what do you want? What do you? You get to change everything. Choose your own adventure. Is Miami going to step up and do that? Because the track record for the last decade has said, no, they won't. They're going to go pick uh, just whatever. The Mark Rick hire was good. We can, I think we can all look back and say that was a good hire. Uh, you know, it's a shame he, he you know, kind of had to retire there. But for the most part, you know, the Randy Shannons, the Al Goldens, the, the Manny Diaz, not, not great hires, especially Manny when it seems like it was a panic hire. Oh, no, who, who, who are terrible. we going to get? Well, it was a panic hire, and, and I don't think due diligence was done. That's why I say, look, you got to back channel. You got to use this time. You don't want to just wake up one morning in December and go, you know, we need to find a new coach. You got to you got to make those calls now. You got to talk to people and announce it, you know. Hey, bye Manny, hello new coach. Same day. Well, I'll tell you what. Miami is definitely not doing what Texas did. They have not been in talks with any head coach. We had a golden opportunity when Mark Rift Mark Richt literally left um 20 million on the table after his retirement. <clears throat> we are in deep trouble this next coaching hire. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think we're in really big trouble and I, I, I don't think we're going to reel out the money. I think financially we have to pay Manny Diaz like what close to six to eight million dollars just to get and him not out. to mention the staff. The, well, I mean, that's 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 probably going to be a million to one point five. I mean, I'm not worried about that. That's just peanuts at this point. So let's say eight million. You're right. Let's say eight million in total for the entire and, staff. And, and now you're paying a buyout for whatever coach you're getting. <laughs> then you well. I mean, let let's let's say they don't they're the, like the Mario's the the Greg Shiano buyouts. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to look for a G five coach or an, or an offensive coordinator with experience. That's yeah. what you look for. like. Bill O'Brien doesn't probably doesn't have a big buyout. You know, uh, you, I, I'll get the number to you. Okay, I, I'll ask. I'll find out what that number is. But, but uh, if it's under, if it's two million, three million, I mean, if, unless the buyout's like eight million, I mean, it's not like a crazy. Look, I, mean, I, I, I would wager to say that it's, we get I wager, four million. For, I would wager to say it's it's up there because I know Nick does not like playing musical chairs with his offensive coordinators. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I, I think uh, you know whoever it is like i'm just nervous because our ad picked manny diaz and that was the worst effing hire in the history of university of miami athletics honestly it was atrocious it was pathetic we're wearing we're wearing jewelry on the sidelines we're taking pictures after a touchdown this is disgusting you know what's even more disgusting Uh Stu? our head coach doesn't even say anything about it well, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that, but to call Manny the worst hire, I, I it was the disagree. what was a worse hire than Manny Diaz? We're in a national Jesus. embarrassment. Uh, Randy Shannon was Randy awful. Shannon has a better record than Manny. Horrific. It, it's not a it, okay. It goes beyond he was the a record. better defensive coordinator than Manny Diaz. It, well, I'll give you that too. But what was he? he was a head coach, and he really he recruited he better took, than Manny Diaz. What do you do with it? 
He didn't do anything. Okay, so my my thing with Manny is he came into a program that was in bad shape. Uh, I, I think we can all look back at that 2019 season and go, there was a lot of issues, right? Yeah. He revitalized the program. He, he's trying to do stuff that appeals to a younger audience. It may not appeal to me and you, the turnover chain, but it's a thing. It's a selling tactic, right? He's fighting Alabama. He's fighting Georgia, Ohio State, et cetera. He's trying to build something. I'll give him that. He's a guy that needs to be sitting back, hire a great staff, put him in place. If he's not able to hire that great staff, that's an issue. That's not his fault. And by the way, look, can we? I, and I hate being a Manny Diaz defender, but I think it, it's only fair to look at the situation and say, Paul, honestly, I ask you, dear King, if if he doesn't tear his ACL last year against Oklahoma State, and he's completely healthy this year, what's what's Miami's record? Uh probably. How many losses do we have? I lost count. Um, okay. Three. Probably we would go, well, we lose to Alabama. I still like Michigan state would be like a final drive kind of thing. I, I think we'll probably, we'll probably have like one or two losses. Okay. So, so I mean, it's the missed tackles Stu. It's, I mean, we have, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, but King is not I'm, like a, a Matt Corral, Bryce young. I mean, he's just, you know what he is by now. He's like in his 10th year of college football. <laughs> Last year, D'Eric was winning games on its own, 100% healthy. Just there was the like four or five play. games it was just where it was and single. UVA was still an ugly game. I mean, we had a lot of ugly games, Virginia Tech, UVA. Um, hey, here, here's something, Paul. We could have lost those three games easily. Here's something, Paul. Maybe, and this is just me saying this, maybe the Miami talent edge – isn't as isn't as big as we all thought. Oh no, I agree. Our linebacker personnel is one of the worst in the ACC. Um, our second, I don't know what the f-, f is going on with our second. I know our offensive line is horrendous. Um, our secondary is, I think it's more talented than a lot of programs in the ACC. Our defensive ends are atrocious. Um, atrocious. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard to sit there and go. Well, you know, we barely won five games last year by single digits, and you know, we shouldn't be we should be winning those games by double. Well, football college football doesn't work like that. When you watch on Saturday and look at how many of these games are close that shouldn't be, they you know, New Mexico State almost beat San Jose State, who won the Mountain West last year. Mexico State hasn't won a game in, in a decade. They're horrific, but they almost beat the Mountain West champions. Talent is very level. The teams that really succeed have huge talent uh, advantages at prime positions. Your quarterbacks, your DNs, you know, your O-line. The teams that really succeed have huge advantages at those spots. I think Miami's advantage went out the door against Oklahoma State. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. I don't know. It's I'm pretty hopeless right now with the Miami Hurricanes football program. It's like something's got to work. Like you just hire some random guy and it's gonna work, right? <laughs> We're at that point. We can't be like Tennessee, huh? Even Tennessee beat Missouri. Like shit. <laughs> we can't even beat Tennessee or Missouri. That's how bad we are right now, Stu. That's how low we are as a program. We take pictures when we're down a football game to Virginia. We take picks out. Well, that that is a tough look. That that needs to get. It's her. Out. I'm surprised that didn't get national media. On uh, me too. I was looking for it. It was yeah. hard for me to find. I think like maybe they've given Miami so much shit. They're just like let let's just let these fools burn. The guy's getting fired. No reason to keep dumping it on him. Now, what happens to recruiting? What oh. what do you think? Because you, you guys, you, dude, you and Ross do a good job with it. Dude, this class is already ranked 44 in the nation. I got recruits messaging me saying, what the hell is going on? This is this is over. All right, our, our, we have one of the worst recruiting classes in Miami Hurricanes history Move as of right now. It's a bad class. And maybe there's like one or two guys in our recruiting class that are good. Everybody else, I mean, are subpar takes. It's time to jump ship. Well, I will say it's late in the game to be rated 44th. I, you guys have nine commits, six or four stars. It's um, a jump ship. A lot of guys, a lot of guys Some wait generally. Say. A lot of guys wait generally till, you know, December, January, February to sign. So, Stu, let's wrap up the show, man. Uh, thank you again for your time. Uh, we We can't end it without you telling me who is your endorsement for the Miami Hurricanes head coaching job for 2022. Yeah. Call Billy Napier and, and give him a good contract and give him enough money to get some really good assistance. And if I'm Miami, I say, you're going to take T Rob. You're going to, you're going to take uh, a strides. You're going to, you can do what you want with Lashley. Um, but the rest of them are you're going to get some new faces. And I think there are some pieces on this Miami staff that are really good. They're, they, they are really good. Um, and they're useful. I don't think it's throw the baby out with the bathwater type stuff, but you know how these things go. New, new regimes take over and, and, you know, they don't really spare too many people. Uh, but call Billy up and that, that would be my, my vote. I agree. I, I don't think Bill O'Brien wants this job. I think you reach out to him. I think you reach out to Dave Aranda, Luke Fickle, but I don't think people want this job. And I think you're looking at a G five head coach and I think Billy Napier will be the right guy, but you never know. Maybe there's some random power five coach who's been out of school ran a random good school. Like we saw it's Bronco Mendenhall situation. And he, he wants to come. That was weird, Bronco Mendenhall leaving BYU. It, it it was a heck of a move. It was really weird. I I, I know there's more to it. Um, I I've just never asked around. Hey, I got Canes fans asking for Deion Sanders and Eric Bieniemy. Got oh, him. by the way, D- yeah, Eric Bieniemy. That's crazy. Uh, Deion's at Jackson State. Jacksonville State beat Florida State. Just a. Uh, and and you know what, Dion will get a D one coaching job. Yeah, I don't I'm know sure. that I I I'm wouldn't sure. throw him right sure into Miami. I'm sure he will. We're in a state where we can't just take 
chances like this. We need to hire someone that Yeah, you Dion would be Dion would be a huge Don't know what chance. the hell's going to happen. Yeah. That's a huge chance. You I he has one year he's, of coaching at Jackson State. Like what Well, the, he's doing a good job. I mean, Jackson State I don't I don't follow Jackson State. I don't even know what they look like. I don't watch I, it's Oh, come on. Get get with the swack. Jackson Where are they in the FCS? What are they in? Yeah, they're in FCS. They're in the swack. Um they played uh UL Monroe uh who's in the Sun Belt almost beat UNL Monroe um his son Shadur is I mean he's just slinging it that kid's really good and you know Dion's out recruiting some some big D1 schools for recruits uh he eventually in like five or ten years he'll be primed for excuse the pun he'll be primed for a really nice coaching gig somewhere hey Deion Sanders to the U. Why not? He has a better resume than Manny Diaz already. <laughs> Stu, where can the, the good people find you? Uh, I am at StuCast Sports on Twitter and uh, host a couple shows. One, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this now, the StuCast. Uh, we break down a college football betting show every week, have random guests on, special guests. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And then uh, also Odds Honest Truth on the In the Money Podcast Network on YouTube. Uh, the guys I'm with, they're, they're on fire in the NFL, Paul. I, I mean, I'm I'm breaking even on college football, three good weeks, one really bad week. Those guys are like, you know, four, five, and one every single Sunday on NFL picks. So uh, go check it out. Uh, Odds Honest Truth on the In the Money Podcast Network on YouTube. Stu, thank you again for your time, man. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, hopefully next time we talk, we'll have a head coach and I'll be excited about Canes football again. Uh, Always, brother. And remember, uh, strong Miami is good for college football. It will balance everything out. We need Miami back. Hopefully we get there. The Stu cast. Gotta love it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.